0: When film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Hi listeners, welcome to the Feelin' Film podcast. I'm Aaron, one of the hosts, and with me again today is Feelin' Film contributor Don Shanahan of Every Movie Has a Lesson. We'll be providing you with some brief, spoiler-free thoughts on Pixar's summer entry for this year, Cars 3. Hopefully we'll be able to give you the information you need to decide whether Cars 3 is worth seeing or skipping for your family. Don, welcome back, man, and thanks for being here again.
1: Absolutely. It's nice to talk about a nice, lighter, fair movie for a change. We've been doing some serious ones lately between Alien and It Comes at Night, so it's going to be nice to be jovial and sprightly and G-rated.
0: That's right. we have I didn't even know that, but we have recorded a couple kind of horror-ish films back-to-back, and then uh, our listeners won't have these available quite yet, but they will be coming later to kind of heavier-themed indies as well. So this is, this is way different for, for you and I to get to talk about. So some information about the movie uh, and a quick just reiteration that this is all going to be spoiler free. So if you don't have to worry about listening to this, we're not going to tell you anything that's going to ruin your experience. This film is directed by a man named Brian Fee. Brian Fee is a first time director and writer. Uh, He previously worked as a storyboard artist on other Pixar films like the original Cars, Cars 2, Ratatouille, and WALL-E. So I found that kind of interesting, Don, that this is a first-time director getting a shot at a major Pixar movie.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Pixar is known for its homegrown talent, but they normally have to climb quite the ladder to ever get a feature. So they have quite the brain chest of folks they like to keep around. But um, yeah, a first-timer is impressive. It really is. And and
0: even more so once you we get into our review and tell you what we think of the film. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. So so uh, good, good for Brian Fee. Um, starring the voice talents in this film... Uh, is an amazing cast of characters. We have Owen Wilson, uh, Christella Alonzo, Chris Cooper, Nathan Fillion, Larry the Cable Guy, Army Hammer, Kerry Washington, and many, many more. We're gonna talk more in depth about that uh here in just a minute. And then this film is releasing on June the sixteenth, two thousand seventeen. Should be available everywhere. The synopsis for this next entry in the Cars universe, because everything needs a universe, is this. Blindsided by a new generation of blazing fast racers, the legendary Lightning McQueen is suddenly pushed out of the sport he loves. To get back in the game, he will need the help of an eager young race technician with her own plan to win, inspiration from the late, fabulous Hudson Hornet, and a few unexpected turns. Proving that number 95 isn't through yet will test the heart of a champion on Piston Cup Racing's biggest stage. Now, Don, my first question for you is actually not about Cars 3. (laughs) The first thing I want to mention is the short, because Pixar is well known for putting what are usually very high quality short films uh, in -hmm. front of their animated features. Last year in front of Dory, we had Piper, one of my favorites. I really, really loved that one. This year we got a little short called Lou and mm-hmm. I want to be careful because it's so short that we could easily spoil it. I'll say that I, I feel like it's kind of an anti-bullying message is really what, oh, yeah. what this Definitely. one was. It's,
1: it's, a, it's a playground bully getting his comeuppance in a creative way. And that's all that's all that needs to be said. And uh, yeah, it, it, the anti-bullying message is really strong. I think it's done in a cute way. Um, it, it's It's kind of an, Without spoiling, it's kind of unexplained, oddly, you know, almost sci-fi level place that it emanates its magic, so to speak. So I I think people will get into it. I think they'll enjoy it. It's nowhere near as good as Piper and some of the other films that have been shorts before these. So it's down the list of of instant classics, but um, it's serviceable.
0: Yeah. So that's exactly what I would have said about it is, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I had some questions and plot holes for a short film, which is, which is weird. Um, but overall, um, not a bad entry to, to start off your Cars 3 experience. Um, it'll have you laughing and smiling a little bit, which is really all that they're trying to do. So that being said, Cars 3, Dawn. Yep, We went over that synopsis. That synopsis makes this sound pretty darn exciting. So tell me what your what was your initial ex- impression of the film hmm. versus your expectations? And by your expectations, I mean, were you a Cars fan going in and are you a generally a Pixar fan?
1: Uh, very much so on both accounts. Um, I'm one of those folks that really didn't mind Cars too. Um I know it went uh, all kinds of zany directions, but um, being what it was, it's kind of a spy movie that just happened to have. There, the cable guy and some silliness. I didn't mind it. I thought the action animation was fun. I still enjoyed it. I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. Um, it's not all that great, but I I can't put hate to it. And in terms of being a Pixar fan, absolutely, Pixar makes ah oh, just um they make perfection. You know, they're really good at what they do. They're top of the line, second to none, in terms of um, technical quality, artistic quality. They seem to pick great projects. I could do without this little trip down sequel lane that they've been up to. Like, I want to see more original projects. I'm looking probably more forward to Coco in November than I was for Cars 3. But it's still, uh, I'm a Cars fan enough that I was looking forward to it.
0: Well, I'm very similar. And, you know, I give them a pass because we we have had Inside Out, we do have Coco coming. I feel like they're at least attempting to to do some things with new properties. Overall, I I mean we I also had the Good Dinosaur, which I don't want to get into because I'm not a fan. But they've tried to branch out and do some non sequel properties. That being said, I will tell you going into this, I was I was kind of over Cars. Um, cars was fun and cute when I was younger. And when it first came out, I had toddlers like you do now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my kids now are 12 and 14. And so I was a little, I was a little curious how this was going to play out. Cause they're no longer the kids that want a lightning McQueen pullback, you know, racing car. Well, when I saw the first trailer, it was, it had that very dark overtone to it where lightning is kind of crashing, on the Speedway oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're gonna give me an adult story. Well maybe I, I can be down with this. So I went into it a little more hopeful than I originally was when it first got announced that it was being made. Um I really, really like the original. Uh I, I think it's just a very it's not the best Pixar movie by any means, but it it has an endearing quality to it
1: to cre- creative uh, in his world too you know? and, and
0: very creative you're right and very unique i actually the cars ride in disneyland is one of my favorites i'm not gonna lie that sways my opinion whatever um but uh <laughs> but cars 2 didn't really do it for me um i was on the the fence with the majority there so those were my expectations my first impressions are that it, it was really good man i it, it was, was really good i i will say that the one thing that blew me away is how they eventually made it into a Pixar film. So the first half of this, I would call this almost like a a tale of two halves. The first half Mm -hmm. of the film, I actually found myself dozing off. And, And I say that I want to clarify that listeners don't think that means more than I'm saying. I was tired going into this movie, but it also it has some repetitive nature to it. There's there's some Very much so. some some kind of reintroducing of characters and getting us back up to speed and then and then doing this thing where we do kind of like a training montage just over and over and oh, over.
1: Over and over. I feel like there's like six training montages in this movie. There
0: there are. There are. And they're in different places, so it changes it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, different
1: places, different stakes, different settings and purposes, but it's still we don't get a race until we have yeah. one race at the beginning we have a race at the end and that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's so, a good point.
0: I didn't even think about that. But um because of that, so it was it was kinda in that slow burn pace for me, and I just wasn't mm-hmm. fully engaged. But about halfway through, man does it pick up uh yep. some amazing heart to it, Dawn.
1: Mm hmm mm-hmm. and I, I, was, I fell for it. Yeah, me too. Um I being a being a fan going in, uh I was I was very prepared to wrap my arms around and embrace the film and um and i i admit that um when i saw the adult story possibly coming with the marketing i was like sweet that'll be an outstanding improvement from cars too and it was um i think i think the term i kind of used was it got back to basics now the problem with getting back to basics is there is that repetitive first half where you know um you're a few too many callbacks a few too many you know, reintroductions and things like that where you and they're they're kind of perfunctory where you have to get through them a little bit. But um, you're right. Once once this film takes this track of teamwork between the Cruz Ramirez character and Lightning McQueen character, where the training montages has changed a little bit. You're right. This film hits a different gear and it just moves and moves closer to, like you said, a legit. Pixar film um by no means is it a tissue box movie the way up and inside out and for me the good dinosaur is but um but no it 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 goes from being something that you thought oh god we're just going to do cars one all over again to something that has a legit uh different purpose different message and completely different direction than I see coming there's some swerves in here that are that are welcome that are that are um that are that are empowering that that um yeah that ticket it uh, we can't spoil so like i i think a lot of people aside here i'll say it like this i think a lot of people assign cars as being one of the very few quote unquote boys films made by disney something that centers around boys boys that love cars but this is a um you know a, a film about cars and motors and boys that girls will like and i think that's a nice big step um another thing i'll say is um i, was, I really appreciated how um squeaky clean it was you know i think pixar has gone to some pixar has gone to adult some adult themes in the last few films where they've been pg rated this one's rated straight up g and i think it's pixar's first g-rated film in quite a while
0: i am I'm sorry I'm, I'm laughing over here simply because there's just one joke that's just so bad oh, um, go life's a beach life's a beach <laughs> oh yeah um but uh, they, they uh, snuck it in that but yes you're right it is very much um i agree wholesome very wholesome, wholesome. Yeah. it's funny you mentioned the girls i got where do girls cars come from like how do we how do we know what the difference in a girl car and a boy car is don
1: yeah see i had a guy a fellow a film critic in town who shared an article about a year ago about how you know if you look at it like where is cars happening and coming from like and how we should probably not really think about it because it's what are our cars taking over the earth. Have we evolved and morphed into cars? So I just take it as fantasy. It's, it's, you know, it's like the, I don't know. It's like Smurfs to me. Like, it's just, it's just a different world and a different place. And it gets to be what it is. I like, like why would cars need doors and passenger seats if they're their own entities? Like if you get thinking like that, you're going too far you're not enjoying the movie but i, I hear you it can get a little perfect yeah.
0: that's what i wanted to hear you say is is listeners you got you got to approach this like a kid you, you can't yeah, think too much about it. it's that.
1: not i won't even call it grain of salt because that's different that's, this is not suspension of disbelief this is just uh embracing fantasy simple as that you know don't don't call it disbelief because um it's just not a world that's going to go with ours it's just i don't know I'm not trying to do humans embodied by robotic, cybernetic, terrorizing vehicles that have taken over. I I <laughs> won't go down those conspiracy theory paths.
0: Well, Don, you mentioned something in your written review at Every Movie Has a Lesson that you called it the Pixar Punch. And I, yes, I wanted sir. to know exactly what you meant by that. I think that I figured that out. And I think you're talking kind of about how the emotional second half of this movie takes place. But what exactly are you meaning by that? Because it's a cool little alliterative phrase
1: yeah it's um it's a term i've um i know it's a term i've co- not that I, I i didn't get it from an article it's something i kind of put together like you said with alliteration um the pixar punch is a, is a is a term i've kind of coined to describe um the animation studio's uncanny ability to absolutely destroy our hearts with raw and simple emotionality in perfectly calculated amounts and moments because every now and then Every now and then, a Pixar film just—you know—you think you're watching something silly, you think you're watching something cute and fantasy, and then something will come that just destroys you, hits you with a body blow or a punch to the face, and you know it takes a warm and sunny film and it turns it into an emotional, engaging, and connective experience. And to me, Pixar does that far more superior than anything and anyone else. I don't, as as a brand. Like Despicable Me movies and the DreamWorks films don't have this. Fox animation movies don't have this. Um, even I'll even say the Marvel films don't have this. The Pixar punch to me is tangible. And I don't know how they write it. I don't know how they do it. But they just find the simplest, smallest thing. And they, they stay on it for the right amount of moment to just destroy us. Whether it's like in The Good Dinosaur where the little boy pushes the stick down for his family. And it's just like dang, he's not just a feral little boy. He's missing his family and it matters. It's the happy tears moment in Inside Out. It's the first 10 minutes of Up. It's There's moments that just freeze us and I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you explained it because that's that's kind of what I thought and I love the, the phrase and I'm going to adopt it myself because I, I do think that it. that's good. and And I think that this movie has it. I will say for a bit I thought that I knew where we were going and I kind of did. But even within knowing where the story might be going, there was still a swerve that you mentioned that Mm. it did it in a different way than I expected it to do. (laughs) So, so, um, so kudos kudos to the story. I think, I think, uh, everyone's going to really enjoy this one. Um, a couple quick things we want to mention as well. That's a really great about this one. Diversity. If you like diversity in films, this one has it in spades. Don the yes, sir. the voice cast is phenomenal as we talked about. We went through some of those names, and my goodness gracious! I mean, the the lead character is as much Cruz Ramirez, uh, mm-hmm. this this car that is assisting Lightning McQueen as a trainer as Lightning, and and voiced by Cristela Alonzo. I don't know any of her work.
1: She's a, a stand up comedian who's getting her own uh, self titled show on ABC. So, but she's not like. Selma Hayek. She's not some supermodel actress. She's a normal, you know, Latino female, which is great to see. Now, I know all of this is veiled and hidden by, you know, cars as characters, but... I, this this still counts to me as, as effort to do diversity in casting, which I have to champion. Carrie Washington, Black Girl mm-hmm. Magic, got to yeah. love all over where that's going. You have Orange is the New Blacks, uh, Leia Delaria, um, who's a, a, an openly gay lesbian who plays this hilarious demo derby oh, queen, Miss Fritter. Oh, um, Fritter. She Fritter. She, she's, she's your major stealing the show kind of uh-huh. person in this film. Um uh biracial British race car driver from Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has a small little part. And then you still bring back all the kind of rainbow co-stars of Cheech Marin, Jennifer Lewis, uh Tony Shaloub, all these different kind of I don't know, just people of different backgrounds where it's still NASCAR is always, you know, well, at least the NASCAR like environment of cars, there's always tends to be a white male southern dominated thing. so and owen wilson's that for sure he's got enough draw on his voice to to achieve that character but it's nice to see these additions of just just good placement
0: i loved it i loved that the cast was so diverse and i love that it also does not focus on side characters um like mater as far as Mm -hmm. being primarily giving primary storylines to them so this movie sticks on lightning it sticks on lightning and cruise and yep. that's what it really is around. Um it doesn't it doesn't take us enough in tangents and try to make those those humorous side characters more than they need to be. Um right. which cars kind of got away from a little bit in cars 2 and this one brings it back home. So, very excited about that. So, Don, we need to wrap this up. Yep. Post-credit scene. Folks, I stayed all the way through just to make sure so that I could tell you there is a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um it's a little funny bit. Might as well stay around for it. Uh, I'm not sure. gonna tell you whether you're gonna like it or not because I can't tell you, but um mm-hmm. I will say there is one. so <laughs> so uh if yeah. you're so inclined to hang out there's a there's it's fun to watch the credits actually because there's some some neat little signs that go by uh, along the sides of the credits that are fun to watch. actually, my kids and I were pointing them out and talking about them as as the credits were rolling and we were waiting. My twelve and fourteen year olds both loved it. They thought it was great. We all three agreed collectively that it is the best Cars film yet. Don, what do you say?
1: Um, that's a great barometer. Um, I haven't sat down to kind of do my mental math on that, but um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll make that decision right here. Yeah, this is better than Cars one. And at the it very least, I think goes- at the
0: very least, it's even to Cars one. But it's, yeah, it's definitely even, not worse. even or better.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, then the, I tell you what, the one last thing, the one lasting takeaway that I really liked out of this film. And I think audiences, especially us adults, will enjoy out of the film. And it, it's kind of my my parting part parting message to the film is um, this is a fantastic love letter to Paul Newman. Um, they do. It's part of the first half where it's a lot of callbacks and all that. But the places where they grab archival unused footage or, or I should say unused dialogue and audio recordings of Paul Newman is perfect it's just so nice to have his gravitas and presence back even if it's just in fleeting little memories and moments it's it's in in the whole film it, it it circles you know Lightning's journey is almost parallel to where um hudson's was you know in his career so yeah that's it it's a nice arc and i really enjoyed that part
0: great yeah i like that as well so don where can people find the rest of your work where can they find your cars 3 review uh, and uh, talk to you online sure.
1: Uh, my Cars 3 review is up right now. The embargo has lifted, so it is on everymoviehasalesson.com. Um, in the I'm in the process tonight of taking care of my little video version of that with the movie classroom, the whiteboard that'll be up on YouTube. Search every movie has a lesson on YouTube. Um, keep that every movie has a lesson search term and find me on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think what's next on my calendar. The Book of Henry should be my screening Wednesday night. That we'll see where that goes.
0: Great. So listeners, you can check out every movie and follow along with the movies that Don is reviewing every week. He does great work. And of course, he also contributes to feelin'film.com, not only with the podcast, but with an every week written column called what we learned this week, where he gives us little tidbits of knowledge and lessons uh, and news. It's a fantastic column. So make sure you're checking the website for that every Friday. If you'd like to contact me and talk to me about Cars or anything, you can find me everywhere online at Aaron L. White, A-A-R-O-N-E-L-W-H-I-T-E. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. You can also find me in the Feelin' Film Facebook group. There are links to that in the show notes, the blog post, and as well on our website, feelinfilm.com. The Facebook group is really where the magic happens. That's where everybody comes to talk about movies all day long, every day, every day, It's great. If you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out. Until next time, we'll be back with something later, but we don't know what that's going to be. So stay positive (laughs) and keep feeling film.